2: Ethan Skolnick back here with Chris Perkins, take you up until close to seven o'clock. Our next guest joining us right now on the Orion Fuel and Downstairs Convenience Store's guest line. They are truly steps beyond convenient. We've been talking about football here on the show. We're going to talk about a little bit of a different context now. Uh, Peace caught our eye on Vice Sports by Patrick Ruby. And Patrick, thank you for taking the time to join us today. Oh, my pleasure to be here. Uh, The story, uh, it's a really good, 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 very good long read um, that you should check out here on Vice. Um, It's called Friday Night Lights Out, the Case for Abolishing High School Football. And you profile someone named Russell Davis. Um, Can you tell people who that is?
1: Yeah, so Russell Davis uh, is a guy who works for the county government out in Clark County, Nevada. That's where Las Vegas is. He happens to be the fifth largest school district in the country. There's something like 30 or 40 high schools there. Uh, and he ran for school board earlier this year on a platform, an explicit platform of getting rid of high school football. Uh, he's believed to be the first person in U.S. history to do this in an election. Uh, and basically his reasoning was pretty simple. It was, look, uh, what we know now about this sport, in terms of the damage it can do to the human brain, Uh, And what we know about the human brain in terms of teenagers, juveniles, and how they're more vulnerable to brain injury because their brains are still developing, uh, it doesn't really make sense to have this in public schools. Now, Russell Davis is not arguing that we should ban football outright. He's just saying public schools have a mission to basically protect and nurture young people's brains. And meanwhile, they're sponsoring this sport that essentially has a high risk of damaging them you know, as such, we should probably take this out of the school. Uh, Obviously, that's a super controversial position. I mean, America, we love high school football. Uh, It's arguably our most popular sport if you sort of look at the overall participation numbers, sort of what it means to people, what it means culturally, how it sort of brings entire communities together, uh, how people can structure their whole lives around it. So this is not necessarily, um, and and the piece I refer to this is kind of political suicide. Uh, But... I do think with the way the science is going that we are all going to probably have to start asking this question at some point.
0: And why, why did he stop with, with um, I, I guess, what, what was it, public high school football at, at public schools, publicly funded? Why, why not call for an outright ban, which I know might be even greater political suicide, but why not call for an outright ban on all tackle football and, and contact and football?
1: Well, I think the idea is, look, you know, I, I, think, I think medically, you might see people start to do that. Uh, we haven't gotten there yet, but, you know, for a long time, uh, different medical associations have called for an end to uh, minors boxing, right? Right. More and more, you see them saying, you know, kids shouldn't be boxing. Um, I think that in this country, you know, we don't have boxing teams in high schools. I think in some ways we've decided we should have had that publication, but we do have boxing gyms, and parents are allowed to sort of make that decision for their kids, uh, that's kind of the compromise we strike. And in this case, uh, given the risk involved, and as we're looking at football and discovering the risk of football, specifically to the brain, not just from concussions, but from the repetitive hits, getting hit over and over. You know, people have studied this. High school players are getting hit 800 to 1,500 times a season in the head. Uh, and they're seeing brain changes, abnormalities, and damage coming out of that. Uh, Given that, and given how that's a lot like boxing, the idea is take it out of the schools. I think that if you said ban it completely, uh, not only would it be political suicide, but I just think our culture isn't there. I mean, we, we sort of uh, give sports a wide deference in American culture. And even if we don't have it in school, we do say, you know, as a parent, as a family, we'll allow you to make that decision. Just don't have taxpayers funding it.
2: Talking to Patrick Ruby here. Uh, again, you can catch the story on Vice Sports. It is definitely worth the read here. Uh, a couple questions here. I mean, first thing, he didn't win, right? Uh, so he, he no, uh, right? He he, he didn't no, win no. on this platform.
1: And it was it was t- it was a tough race. I mean, he was going up against the incumbent who won, who you know was reelected to office. Uh, another candidate had something like yeah, you know, a teachers' unit endorsement, and you know, outspent Russell Davis, you know, by I think like thirty to one margin or something like that. I and mean, we're not talking about big dollars here, but but still, that that matters. Um, but, you know, he did okay, I think, out of like five or six candidates, I think he came in sports. Um, and, you know, that's not bad for that kind of election. It shows that there's some interest in this, but, you know, it's not a completely crazy idea. But I do think that we are probably a good five to ten years out from people really starting to think about this because it's just so sort of culturally alien to almost all of us. I mean, it's hard to think about American high schools without football. Um, and we're still struggling at the other levels of football where you're talking about the NFL and college where you go down to youth football with the idea of just how risky this is and what does that mean for our fandom, for our participation, and our support for the sport. So I think high school will eventually get to that point, but we're not there yet.
2: And, you know, one thing, that he has a couple kids of his own, right? He
1: does. So, yeah, so one of the issues about Russell is, you know, when I went out there, I, I didn't know if this guy just trying to get attention or maybe it's a little bit kooky, but no, he's actually like just... A really nice, regular guy, a nice dad. He's got two kids, uh, two teenagers, a son and a daughter. Uh, you know, they both yeah, – by the way, Russell Davis is a big football fan. I probably should have said that up front. He's a huge fan of the Oakland Raiders. Uh, Loves watching the sport. Uh, his, he played soccer. His kids play soccer. He actually got involved in this sort of concussion and brain trauma issue through soccer. Soccer has been making changes to limit headers for kids for many of the same reasons, you know, repetitive hits to the head being bad for the brain. Uh, He saw that going on with his own kids, and after sort of thinking about it and learning more about the science, he realized, you know, I'm being selfish and I'm just looking out for my own kids and their own teams. What about all the kids playing football? What is even a greater risk? That's kind of where he started.
0: And you know one of, one of the aspects I you know I'm from Texas and high school football <laughs> you know to me is I, I don't sure. have to go, I don't have to go any further with that right um, No you know
1: we all know what that means we know how much <laughs> it means That's
0: right right <laughs> exactly so you know in your in your story I think I, you know it's I you, you cited a lot of studies I think there was one uh, that that you cited um, that that said that there were there were like six athletes that showed some some proteins that that had a seat that were common in CTE or or something like that. But the, I thought that there was another study that you said where it's inconclusive on what the effect is on, on high schoolers relative to CTE. Where does that research? Where, where does that stand right now? Because I can understand college players, sure. NFL players, you absorb a lot of hits for your average high school player. What is the CTE or long term brain damage risk?
1: That's a really good question. The short answer is that we don't know exactly. The longer answer is here's what I can tell you. Uh, of 26 former high school players they've examined up in Boston University where they do all the CTE research, they've examined the brains. These are guys that only played through the high school level. They found CTE in six of them, which, which is a lower number than what they found in college and former NFL players' brains, but it's still, I think, pretty alarming. On the, you know, But it's also a small number of rel- overall, but we haven't really been looking for this until the last couple of years. Um, in terms of the other sort of long-term issues, we don't really know if you sort of stop at the high school level uh, what that's going to be. What, what the, all the science is suggesting is that there's a cumulative and compounding effect here. So essentially, the longer you play football, the more hits you take, The higher your risk is of having long term problems. And so I do think that, you know, if people are stopping in high school, that it seems like the risk is going to be less, but it's still significant. Um, The second thing to remember, too, and this is really more with concussion, not just the repetitive, some concussive hits, is concussions and the symptoms they produce. That definitely can make you a worse student. That can make you perform worse in the classroom. Whether it is you're out of school with headaches and dizziness and other problems, your ability to sort of process math or process English, all these kinds of things. You know, I, I've done other stories about this, and I've talked to a number of teachers and students where you know, uh, athlete got concussed, and their grades just went in the toilet for that semester. Um, that's a significant thing too. Again. It's not to say we should ban football, but it may be the case we shouldn't have this in a school.
0: And I, Okay, so I, I was just going to ask you, what, what is your personal stance? We read the story. Your personal stance on youth football, and has it changed since you've done a few of these stories?
1: Yeah, you know, it really has. I mean, just in general, I mean, I, uh, first of all, I should let everybody know, I mean, I can't watch football anymore after meeting too many families uh, that have seen their father, Husband, brother—you know—suffer from these different types of brain damage that sports produced. Uh, I, I just—I can't watch it anymore in good conscience. I can't—I won't tell anyone else what they should decide, but I've been too up close and personal. Um, and as I've learned more about the science and met more people, yeah, I definitely feel like, uh, you know, this is something we need to ask. But, you know, my, my parents are college professors; they're in the education business. So, you know, the idea that schools have this mission to not only educate, but protect their students. I think that's a real thing. And I do think that they need to start looking at this more carefully. Um, I'm also in the camp of, you know, we have a lot of freedom in this country. That's a good thing. And if you were to take this sport out of schools, it's so beloved, there's so much money in it, there's so much enthusiasm for it. I think that we would see private club teams sort of take over. I think that wouldn't be a bad thing. And look, if you actually look at other youth sports already, particularly basketball, but baseball too and other things, AU, club, travel teams, that's kind of where it's at anyway. So I don't think it would be that hard to make that shift. Culturally, it might be a little harder. And that's where, you know, I'm, I'm very sympathetic that. As much as I said like the, the sports, you know, risks, I think, are very concerning. Some of the rewards are also very good. What it does for communities is very real. The joy people get out of it is very real. Um, Some of the things that people talk about, hey, it helped me build character, I think that's a real thing, too. I also think that schools could do other stuff to substitute for those effects without brain damage.
2: Patrick, we appreciate it. Again, uh, people are going to have very divergent opinions on this, but the article is worth a read. Uh, Check it out on Vice Sports, Friday Night Lights, the case, Friday Night Lights out, I'm sorry, the case for abolishing high school football. Patrick, thanks for taking the time.
1: Guys, thank you so much for having me. And like I said, this is an important thing to start thinking about. So please read and just, just you know, start talking about
2: it. All right. Thank you very much, sir. Great uh, when we come back, look, obviously, uh, you know, th- there's different levels of this. Um, and I guess the question is whether it should be school sanctioned or not. And I guess as more and more research comes out, there may be more people that are on Patrick's side on this. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy